Welcome, my friends, to Shaking the Salt with Dr. Peppers. My bio reads from troubled teen to teacher of the year, 100-pound weight loss, blah, blah, blah. You know the sort of thing you're working on in your before and after life story. So at the end of the message, stay tuned if you want to contact me for any reason, including prayers. Thank you. And I'm Dr. Peppers, Shaking the Salt. Here we go. I hate you. Have you ever had someone say those words to you or have you ever said those words to somebody else? I just hate you. I just can't stand you. I just don't want to be with you anymore. Sometimes the thought of these words, even thinking about our loved ones, especially saying this to us, can just send us over the edge. But, you know, when you think about the word hate, what a powerful, strong emotion. And it's always negative, isn't it? Not necessarily. Remember, hating something can be both good and it can be sinful, depending on what it is that's actually causing us to hate. As a matter of fact, in Psalm 97.10, Scripture tells us about loving God but hating evil. And we should hate the evil things that people do, but we should still love them. We always say, hate the sin and love the sinner, right? But the more we will be hating something, it's like hypocrisy. Uh, We can hate godlessness. We can hate evil. We can hate the devil. We can hate what people do, but Should we ever really hate somebody? You know, in our political realm, in our religious realm, we hear people saying that they hate this leader or that leader or this party or that party or that religion or this religion. But someone who hates a brother in 1 John 3.15 says that's the same as being a murderer. Is that really true? How can that be? Well, there's something about hate when you think of it as the, you know, antithesis of love, you think, shouldn't we just love one another? Shouldn't we all get along? Shouldn't everybody be able to just do their own thing and not worry what anybody else does? Well, yes, to a certain degree. But I'll tell you one thing. When you first become a Christian, and I'm not talking about just being religious and having that name or that church name behind you. I'm talking about really loving God and asking him to help you love people and to be an example to people. I used to be so full of hatred. I actually remember looking my parents in the face and screaming to them, I hate you. What I was actually doing was hating myself and hating the life that I had created because as a teenager, I had chosen to go the wrong way. And even as a young adult, there were just so many things about myself that I hated, but I couldn't change them. You know, there's a Taylor song out that, uh, Taylor Swift, that is, uh, haters going to be haters. And, you know, that's a kind of a saying slang with the kids today is, oh, he's a hater. Oh, everybody's got a hater. And, you know, it's true. Everybody probably has something about you that they do not like, even if they don't hate it. 
I know that one thing I found out is the more blessed I became, the more awards I won as a teacher, the more I drew closer to Christ and was able to just be yielded, he would bless me and not everybody could handle those blessings. There are some people who become jealous even over things we acquire like a house or a car or trips we take or I remember people that saying, oh, I hate you now that you've lost 100 pounds. You've just become so blah, 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 blah. Or you just think you're all that since you were teacher of the year. And, oh, you were inducted into National Teachers Hall of Fame. Well, blotty, waddy, wah, wah. You know what I mean? Some people who used to party with you, and I always talk to my jail ministry gals about this. When you get back to your friends, there are some that are going to hate you and not want to hang out with you because you were their best party buddy. I mean, you used to go out and get high with them all the time, and now you just don't want to do that anymore because you have changed from the inside out. And you want to be an example to them, and you would love for them to be able to change too. But all we can do is to pray for people and to be an example, but you can't change them. If somebody doesn't want to change, they won't. I know that even in 12-step programs, the first step is you have to admit that you're powerless over, and then you fill in the blank, drugs, alcohol, your pill of choice, food. There is actually... In an Addicts Anonymous, Addiction to Food. It's called OA, Overeaters Anonymous. And the first step is to admit that I have no power over food. If somebody put in front of me a whole package of Oreos and a big, tall, ice glass of milk, I would sit and dip the Oreos and I would finish at least two sleeves of the three sleeves, maybe all three. That's just the way I was. I just couldn't say no to food. Some people can't say no to alcohol. What about to other people? What about if you have that addictive kind of personality that wants to please people? You're a people pleaser, and therefore, if anybody asks you to do something, you're just going to say yes. You know, some people can't handle it when you say no to them. Some people can't handle it if you have become a spiritual person. Maybe not that they're jealous, but maybe they just miss the old you and somebody to blame it on, somebody to kick it up with you back at the old day in the club, if you know what I'm talking about. Some people are going to be there to hand you the very thing that they want to tempt you with. Like, oh, I don't smoke anymore. Hey, here's a cigarette. Might as well have one with me. You know what I mean? I've had that happen to me. There are some people that just can't handle your new commitment to Christ. And in that is self-control and discipline. And there are people that will try to get you out of that just to test you. Maybe just to see if you're the real deal. But on the other hand, birds of a feather still want to flock together, and bad habits still corrupt good morals. Yep, there are haters. But each new spiritual breakthrough that we do individually, 
maybe will bring some kind of a backlash, backlash, but it also might just bring someone who wants to have what we have. I've had so many people say, how do I get what you have, Dr. Peppers? And I am always eager to tell them. Number one, you have to turn it over to God. God, as you know him right now, start with the Bible, start reading, see what he has to say about it. And you'll find out there is a whole lot also said about love. I think I have my next topic for my next podcast. Thanks for being with me, friends. God bless you. I'm Dr. Pepper, shaking the salt. Thanks for staying on, my friend. If you would like to contact me, visit saltandlightministry.com. If you want to share your story with me, ask a question, have me come speak to your group, or maybe just request prayer. Once again, saltandlightministry.com. Thanks and God bless.